All right, you do remember that. Okay, great. Hey, uh, this is my second time in this pulpit. How many of you remember my first time? Yeah, way back there. And that was at a spring inspirational meeting. And that was back in the probably mid-70s. So it's been a while back. But today, it has been kind of like a homecoming. A homecoming for me in your church. A lot of the folks that are here are, have put up with me for a while. And they are right back again. So I appreciate that. And it's good to be here. Thank you for inviting me to come and worship with you. And that's exactly what I have done. Thank you, praise team. You did great. And the choir sang a song for me when I first got here. Thank you, choir, for doing that. <laughs> Reminding me that I'm just a sinner saved by grace. So I'm glad that I live in the grace dispensation period. I'm glad I live in the New Testament age because Jesus Christ left heaven, came down to earth. Listen to me. I'm going to brag a little bit just for me. Just for me. And he came for you too. And he lived with us and showed us what God was like, and of course, he was God. And then he went to the cross and paid the price for my sins. That's why I love him so much. That's why I like to hear you sing about him. That's why I even like to preach about him. And now, my folks that, uh, that, that have been with me for a number of years, they would be very disappointed if I didn't talk about the weather just a little bit. Mom's shaking her head no. This is mom right here. She's shaking her head no, but I'm going to, I very seldom ever do anything that she tells me not to do. Very seldom. But I'm going to go ahead and do it this time. And if it backfires on me, I'm going to pack it on you, okay? But let me just remind you how I, feel, how I feel about the weather. Whether the weather be cold or whether the weather be hot, whether the weather be rain or whether the weather be not, we'll weather the weather, whatever the weather, whether we like it or not. And that is like it is. Turn in your Bibles today. I didn't come to... Uh, uh, to share that with you, I came to share the very Word of God. And we're going back into the Old Testament today. When I was at home a couple of weeks ago, I, I don't really know why I wound up in Ezekiel. But I did. And a couple of things, well, really three things, caught my eye. And for about the next two or three days... I remained in Ezekiel. I was, I was captivated by God's call to Ezekiel. And then I realized that although Ezekiel was an Old Testament priest, 
Old Testament prophet. God called him to do that. The reading that we're going to do today is very much like us. Not that much difference. You mean Pastor Ezekiel in the Old Testament? Yes, I do mean that. Very much like that. The difference in Ezekiel's day and in our time is that Ezekiel was living in a time by the law, by the Old Testament law, the law that Moses brought down from Mount Sinai. And then our day, Christ came down and ushered in that grace dispensation period. He paid the price for your sins and mine. And let me just remind you, that is conditional. That is conditional. He paid the price for your sins and mine. But then we must confess what he did on the cross at Calvary. We must confess him as our Lord and Savior. We must accept him. We confess our sins. And then we come his children, God's children, for the rest of our lives. And then after our lives is over, listen to me, we move in with Jesus. We move in with Jesus. You say, I haven't read that before. Well, read John 14, first three verses. When Jesus was preparing to go to the cross, he was talking to his disciples. And he said, let not your heart, this is not the message, this is just a sideline thing. Let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it wasn't so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go, I will come again and receive you unto myself. Listen to this. That where I am, you may be also. Jesus wants us. When our lives are over here on this earth, he wants us to move in with him for all eternity. Not just a few days, not just a few weeks, but for all eternity. That's why the choir sings so well today. That's why the praise team sings so well today. That's why you sing so well today in the congregational singing. We are here because our time of worship means something to us. It means something to us. Another thing I just want to let you know, I find out in my reading scripture, worshiping God, that the people in the Old Testament was just like the people in the New Testament, and the people in the New Testament are just like you and I. God made us all. He created us in his image. Why did he do that? Because he loved us. And we're going to look at an Old Testament passage today. And then I'm going to identify why I hung around this passage for so many days there in my home study. We're going to be looking at two chapters, mainly, well, portion of, of the third chapter. And I'm not going to read all of those chapters, just portions of them. And in order for us to do the reading and me uh, allow the time that I need to expound upon the Word, 
I'm going to not read it all at one time. I'm going to read it as we go. So the very first thing we're going to look at is in your bulletin, Ezekiel's call. Ezekiel's call. When, when God appeared to Ezekiel in the very first chapter, Ezekiel saw an image, saw the wheels, and then he heard God's voice speaking to him. And God's voice is not heard for us today, and we probably don't have the images that he had. The, we probably don't have the dreams that Mary had, or Joseph had rather in the New Testament. God speaks to us today through his word, and that's where we're going to stay, and he speaks to us through the person of the Holy Spirit. Don't ever say that you haven't had an encounter with God like Ezekiel had, or that you've never had an encounter with God like the Old, Old Testament people had. You have. In Acts 2, when the disciples were getting ready to go out into the world, they received the Holy Spirit. And that is a part of your life and my life today. Whenever we recognize that we are a sinner and we want to be saved by grace, when we recognize that, accept Christ, the Holy Spirit is not a different package. It comes in the entire package. And that's how God speaks to us today, plus through his very word. So let's look at just a little bit at Ezekiel's call, beginning with the, the uh, second chapter and the very first verse. He said unto me, God being he, said unto Ezekiel, son of man, and when he said that, the Holy Spirit entered him, and he stood up on his feet to listen to God. Verse 2, and the Spirit entered into me when he spoke unto me and set me up, set me up on my feet, and I heard him speak. Have you ever wondered, have you ever wondered what was that that finally got your attention? Maybe it was your mom and dad. Maybe it was a Sunday school teacher. Maybe it was a preacher when he preached, and all of a sudden, you felt something different that you never felt before. That is the Holy Spirit. He convicts us. He lets us know that God loves us just like we are, but he loves us too much to let us stay that way. He's constantly working on us. So when you accepted Christ, you felt something probably that you've never felt before. Maybe it was just convicting that you need what the preacher preached about or what the teacher taught about or what mom and dad has shared with me. Maybe that was it. But you realized that you needed what they had. What they had. Mom and dad, Sunday school teacher, maybe your pastor. You realized that you needed what they had. We're going to expound on that just a little bit as we move through the message. Verse 3, God again, speaking to Ezekiel, 
He said unto me, Son of man, I send you to the children of Israel, to a rebellious nation that hath rebelled against me. They and their fathers transgressed or sinned against me, even unto this very day. Now, I, I want to spend a little bit of time right there. When God was speaking to Ezekiel, he said that the children of Israel, now when Jesus first came down, and you know this, but I'm just going to remind myself. When Jesus first came down to earth, he came to preach to the Jews. You and I were Gentiles and are Gentiles. We didn't have any part in that at that time. It was when the Jews, his people, rejected him that he carried that message then to you and I, to the Gentiles. So what, what, what he's saying in that second, in that third verse, another thing, son of man, that got my attention and kept me in Ezekiel for several days. That is what Jesus referred to himself about in the New Testament, son of man. In the New Testament, King James Version, it appears 98 times in the New Testament. And only as Jesus, only by Jesus, and him identifying himself. Now we go back into the Old Testament. God called Ezekiel, son of man, in just the book of Ezekiel alone, Almost 100 times, again, in the King James. I'm not saying the, uh, the other uh, Bibles are not good. I use them uh, uh, to, to study by. And if you've got a different Bible, an IV or whatever, you use that Bible. It's God's Word. But 100 times in the Old Testament, in the book of Ezekiel, God identified Ezekiel as son of man. It only appears, listen to me, it only appears 102 times in the Old Testament. Only by Ezekiel and by Daniel. So it is a special name that God called Ezekiel, that Jesus identified with himself, and two times in Daniel. So again, let's take a closer look at that third verse. And he said unto me, God said unto Ezekiel, Son of man, I send you to the children of Israel. Who is the children of Israel at this time? They are God's chosen people. He chose them to share his word, to share his love. Somehow they forgot that. And you know what I say is equivalent, is, is is about the same as the children of Israel in the Old Testament. It is a church today. It is the church today. May we never forget that we are to love. We are to love the unlovely. We are to love those that live across the street. How do I know that? The Bible tells me so. That's how I know that. God created us out of love. 
Jesus came from heaven out of love. He died on a cross because of his love. And you and I as the church today, we are to love as well. We are to love as well. So God was telling Ezekiel, I'm sending you to the children of Israel. They are a rebellious nation. Now, they had rebelled in a lot of different ways. But how do we rebel against God today? By not honoring his word. By not worshiping like we're worshiping today. By not singing about him like we sung today. When we dishonor God's word, the Bible itself, then we are a rebellious people. I'm saying that for a reason. I'm doing this whole message for a reason. And that is that we might not just read about Ezekiel, but we might look at our lives through God dealing with Ezekiel. I'm glad that God still deals with us today, just like he dealt with Ezekiel. Only he speaks to us through his very word and through the Holy Spirit of God. But this is one of the things that captivated me about the book when I first began reading through it. He said, Ezekiel, I'm sending you to a people that are rebellious. They've transgressed against me. Verse 4, look at that. For they are impudent children. What does that mean? Just means self-centered. Self-centered. We live in a world today that too much of it is about self. That's why Russia invaded Ukraine. That's why all of the shootings, mass shootings, individual shootings are taking place in our world today. We have rebelled. We have become self-centered. It's what we want that counts. That's not all of us by any means, I hope. But what we, what we want, it doesn't matter who we have to hurt to get what we want. That's the world we live in. That is a rebellious world. Because God's world is supposed to be saturated with love, with honoring people, with recognizing people as made in the image of God, whether they are demonstrating that image or not, we are supposed to love them. So let's hop on down in verse 5. Thus the Lord said, when they, whether they will hear or not, yet they shall know that a prophet has been among them. Now, I, I want to I make that a little personal. God was sending Ezekiel, had already ordained him as a prophet, was sending him to a people that would not or had not heard God. They had not listened to God. 
They were self-centered. They were arrogant is a good word. And God even told Ezekiel that whether they listen to you or not, I want you to go. I want you to go. Let me just remind, dissect that a little bit maybe into our time, into our day. You see, God sent Ezekiel out. He sent Ezekiel out not to honor God in winning a lot of people to Christ. And that's what it's all about. I know that. But he sent Ezekiel out to talk to the people, share the word of God with them. And God even doubted. He didn't doubt. He knew that they wouldn't listen to Ezekiel. But I want you to go out for this reason. Listen to me. This kind of comes home to us. I want you to go out for this reason. I want them to know that a prophet has been among them. You and I are to be an example of a Christ-like person wherever we are. At our home, at the store, at the school, in the workplace. Our witness is not just verbal. It is our witness where, where they can see that we are a Christian. They can see that there's a difference in the God that we serve, in the God that we love, than other people might see. So let's move on down a little further, and uh, I'll, I'll get a little further into the call. Verse 7, and you, Ezekiel, shall speak my words unto them, whether they hear or whether they don't, for they are a rebellious people. When I look at America today, and I love America, I served time in the armed forces, would have went anywhere that they sent me, but we live in a world that, that, that we have forgotten, well, we haven't, just trying to th think how I want to put that, but all of the things that we built America on Somehow, we can no longer share it. When I was going to school, that's been a long, long time ago, the first thing the teacher did was to take her Bible off of the desk, and I'm not even sure, now you can have a Bible on your desk. And she would read Scripture to us and have prayer. That built America. But somehow, now it has become illegal. When God ordained for marriage to be one woman and one man, and that's still okay, but now it can be two men or two women. We built a nation up on family values, and somehow 
America has forgotten those values. And I would pray somehow that America would stop being rebellious against God Almighty, against His Son, Jesus Christ, and get back, listen to me, to what made America great. Get back to what made America great. Now let's hop over into into, uh, the second chapter just a little bit, and we're going to find Ezekiel's mission. And he, he, be, he again being God, said unto me, Son of man, go get thee unto the house of Israel and speak my words to them. What is his words? His words is your Bible that you bring to worship, that you read at home. That's what his word is. Verse 5, For thou art sent to a people of a strange speech and of hard language, but to the house of Israel. Now, let, let me go a little further with that. He was sending Ezekiel to his people. He knew the language. He didn't have to learn it. He knew their ways. He didn't have to learn them. And I I love our missionaries. We support them. You support them as well. That goes off into another country. And that's a God thing. It is. Nothing wrong with that. But you and I often think, I'm not called to be a missionary. I support the missionaries, and you do, through your cooperative program giving. But let me remind you, Ezekiel's call was to go among the people. Some were his kin. You already know the language. You don't have to learn it. You already know the ways. Listen to me, folks. That's where those of us that haven't got the call to go into another country, and that is great. I'm not knocking that in in any way. But you and I are missionaries right where we are. We are missionaries in our home. We are missionaries in our workplace. We are missionaries in our schools. We are missionaries in the shopping centers. Now, What I run into a lot is somebody saying, I don't speak well, so I can't talk to them. But you can live well. And that, a lot of times, speaks louder than words. Just living a life. Living a life that Jesus called every one of us to live, live a godly life. And you know, in an ungodly world, in an ungodly world, godliness stands out. Sometimes it's a little odd, but it stands out. The world notices it. 
They notice it. And that's what God was telling Ezekiel to do. And that's what God called each of us in here to do. All of us are not preachers. All of us are not teachers. All of us, myself, are not singers. But those of us that are, we can sing the songs with feelings where other people get excited. When you first sing that first hymn today, you're going to catch me if I fall, right? I forgot what I was going to say, folks. Yes, yeah, the first song. Was anybody else listening? <laughs> yeah. And, and I have sang that song over my ministry a lot of times. But when you sang it this morning, it touched me. It meant something to me. I'm glad <clears throat> that God loved me just like I am. But he loved me too much to let me stay that way. I'm glad that God is still working on me. And I want to inform you that God is still working on you as well. So let me try this again. I'll come down one more time. See, see if you're paying attention, okay? So Ezekiel's call, his mission, is the same that our mission is. So let's look at the third point real quickly. Ezekiel's assurance. We have that assurance today. Let me read a few verses and then I'm closing. The third chapter, the eighth verse. Behold, I have made thy face stronger than their faces. God knew that when Ezekiel approached, approached Egypt that, that, had, that, that had wandered from him, that they would disobey him. They would be arrogant. They wouldn't receive his message. In verse 9, I like that. I kindly identify with that. I made your head, paraphrased, Hellestonian paraphrasing. You won't find it in your contemporaries. So. I made your head harder than their heads. How about that? How about that? When I was growing up, my mom and dad loved me very much, as they could with eight other siblings. So they couldn't love you all as much as we love our individuals today. But they did. They took care of us, but I was called a lot of times by my sisters. See, I had three brothers. We was pretty close to perfect, and I had five sisters that wasn't anywhere close to perfect, okay? But they would call me every now and then. Well, not every now and then, almost every day. You are hard-headed. And I was glad to find it in the Bible that God made me hard-headed. He made Ezekiel hard-headed. And he'll make you hard-headed if you need to be made hard-headed. But anyway, Ezekiel's assurance was one of those things that God had made him hard. He had made him strong enough 
to put up with those people that wouldn't listen to him. Listen to me. Don't, don't misunderstand this. But God sent Ezekiel. And he wasn't going to, he didn't want him judging, judging his successful mission on how many souls he won. He just wanted him to honor God. That, my friends, is what God wants you and I to do. It's great winning souls. And that's what it's all about. But he wants us first. To honor him in all that we do. In all that we do. All right, my last point, and it's not in your bulletin, is Ezekiel taken from, uh, from Ezekiel 317. Son of man, I have made thee a watchman over the house of Israel. Who is a watchman over America? The church. The church. And then when I look back over Ezekiel, I find that his call was very much like my call. Rather than seeing wheels and visions, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. And he is my encourager. God gave him to me and to you to empower us to honor God in all that we do. In all that we do. Our mission is to live a life that in an ungodly world, that godliness shows up. That godliness shows up. That's our challenge. That is our challenge. And then lastly, we are assured God's power, just like Ezekiel was assured God's power by the Holy Spirit of God. Acts 2, I'm glad that that was recorded by the Apostle Paul when the Holy Spirit came down and filled those disciples. And that is the same Holy Spirit that you and I received when we accepted Christ. So folks, Ezekiel is an example of, in the Old Testament of the church today in the world that we live in. Father, thank you again. Thank you for speaking to us through this weak messenger, sinners saved by grace. Thank you, Father, for reminding me and us that we are God's agent to speak to the world in which we live. Christ's name I pray. Amen. Now we're going to have an invitation today, and the pianist is going to play. And are we going to sing or just play? Huh? Sing. Sing? Okay, okay. You want to come on up, and I will just meet you down front if you want to uh, come and talk to me, or otherwise, you can just get on your knees at the altar and talk to God. Okay?